0: Chapter 8 of Neddy and Becky's Tab Tale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Brennica, World Audiobook Podcast. Neddy and Becky's Tabtail by Howard R. Gares. Chapter 8 Neddy Does a Trick. Neddy and Becky's Tubtail, the little children bears, did not sleep very well the first night they ran away from home to become trained animals. There were several reasons for this. In the first place, they had to sleep out of doors, and not in their own nice cave house. And then, too, their papa and mamma were not with them. It is lonesome, whispered Becky waking up in the dark and putting out her paw to touch her brother. Oh, Nettie, I wish I'd stay home. Hush, go to sleep, advised Nettie kindly. he will wake up George, the train bear, and the professor man if you talk. Are they asleep, whispered Becky, feeling down in the leaves to see if her doll Mary Ann pudding stick clothespin was all right. Sure, they asleep, answered Nettie. Hear em snore. And truly enough, you could hear that Bear George snore as real as anything. Honestly, you could. What? You didn't know Bear snored? Well, did you ever sleep near one? I guess not. So you see, you can tell, but I can And it will soon be morning. Went on Nettie, and then maybe we'll travel on and on and not have any lessons to do. And we may get bands and popcorn. Yes. The train bear did mention about pants, said Becky. And then, thinking of sweet bands and crackers, she did manage to go to sleep. But, oh, she did miss her mamma and Aunt Piffy, the old bear lady who was so fat. And more than once, Neddy wished we might wake up and see Uncle Wiggle, even if the old bear gentleman did play a trick on him. And as for Mr. Whitewash, the polar bear, Neddy would have given a whole penny to see him again for even a second. Still, he had run away of his own free will. Neddy had, and he must take the best of it. Besides, I like it," he said to himself. "I'm going to learn to be trained bear, and when Becky and I get a lot of money, we'll go back home and make mamma and papa rich." Neddy thought it would be very easy to do this. In fact, he was a very kind little bear. And had not meant to do wrong when he asked becky to run away with him but now let us see what happened morning came at last the sun rose from behind the hills where it had slept all night and made a bright light through the trees from which all the leaves now had fallen well children did you sleep well asked george the train bear as he wet his big paws in a spring of water and washed his face Pretty well, thank you, answered Nettie politely. Do you think we will get some bands and popcorn today, George? Asked Becky anxiously. We might, said the train bear. I'm sorry I made you think we train bears had that sort of food every day, but if we don't get it today, I'm sure we will on Thursday, which will be Thanksgiving, and anyhow today we'll travel on, and you'll see me do my tricks, and you'll hear the professor blow his bugle and sing and you'll see the people standing around to look at me and wonder. And who knows? Perhaps you may do some tricks yourselves. We can climb a telegraph pole anyhow, said Becky, a bit proudly, even if they'd take an alligator to scare us into doing it. Well, we'll have breakfast and travel on, said the professor after a bit. Then he reached in the bag again and pulled out some more dried bread. Only that, whispered Nettie and he thought of what a nice meal the folks at home were having. Huckleberry pancakes, maybe, with maple sugar on, and hot buns and milk sweetened with honey. Oh, dear, sighed Becky. But she was a brave little bear girl and made up her mind not to find fault, especially after having run away when she didn't really have to. So Becky washed the face of her rubber doll, Mary Ann Puddingstick clothespin, and made Believe give her some breakfast. Then, Becky and Neddy ate their dried bread, and so did George, the trained bear and the professor ate some too. Then the professor played a lively tune on his bugle ta 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 he blew It was quite nice and jolly, and made all the bears feel better. Here we go, cried the professor, forward, march, here we go. He tossed the long pole to George who shouldered it just like a gun, and marched on with his head high in the air, while Becky and Neddy laughed at him. He was so funny. Oh, I guess we'll like this after all, said Neddy. Maybe, spoke Becky, as she hugged her rubber doll. But everyone was very sad back in the cave house where the Stubtail children lived. As soon as morning had come, Aunt Fifi going in to call Neddy and Becky so that they were not in their beds. They're gone cried the nice, fat old lady bear. They're up to some trick," said Uncle Wigwood, who always playing tricks himself. Thought that other bears would do same thing. We must find them, said Mr. Whitewash, the polar bear. But although they looked all over, they could not find Nettie and Becky. Of course, for the children were with the professor and the train bear far, far away. You knew that, didn't you? Oh, how badly Papa and Mama till felt. And they called a nice dog policeman to help find Nettie and Becky. But I'll tell you about that part later. This story is about Neddy's trick. After breakfast, as I said, the Professor George, the trained bear, and Nettie and Becky went on and on through the woods. Soon we will come to a village, said the Professor. There George will do some of his tricks. you little bears can climb a telegraph pole or maybe the church steeple. Then the people will laugh and clap their hands and give us things to eat. buns and popcorn balls? asked Becky anxiously. Yes, I think so, said the professor. Soon they did come to a village. The professor blew some sweet notes on his bugle. At once a lot of children came running out to watch the bears, and when they saw Neddy and Becky, the children said, Oh, aren't they cute? One little girl even touched Becky's fur and Becky liked to feel the tiny hand. Becky and Neddy were getting so they were not afraid of real fox. Then George, the trained bear, did some of his tricks, turning somersaults, playing soldier, and the like. Now you little bears will do a trick, said the professor. Come, Neddy, climb a pole, and he blew on the bugle. Neddy looked for a pole to climb, but just then he saw a fat woman, almost as fat as Aunt Piffy, coming down the street the fat woman had a basket of eggs on her arm and the eggs were very heavy oh i must help her said neddy politely for his mamma had always taught him to be polite to ladies whether they were fat or not so neddy waltzed over to take the basket of eggs so that he might help the woman she saw the bear coming and not knowing neddy was kind and tame and trained she screamed and ran neddy ran after her and just as he put his paw on the handle of the basket of eggs, he slipped on a banana peeling, and so did the fat lady. Down they both went, her thumb, and the basket of eggs fell also. And, well, you can imagine what happened. Neddy and the fat woman were just covered with the whites and yellows of eggs. All stuck up like, and everybody laughed like anything. Really, they could not help it. Oh, what a fine trick cried the boys and girls, clapping their hands. Yes, but it is too expensive a trick to do every day, said the professor. I shall have to pay for those eggs, I guess. And the fat woman made him pay almost a dollar, and nobody gave Neddy or Becky any buns or popcorn balls either. Well, we'll travel on, said the professor. We may get some ice cream in the next place. So on they went after Neddy had washed off the sticky eggs from his far in a brook of water, and next, if the rubber plant doesn't stretch itself out and take all the lumps of sugar from the salt cellar, I'll tell you about the Stubstails Thanksgiving. End of Chapter Eight. Recording by Maria Abredica, World Audiobook Podcasts.